This is Rick Stoner. On today's podcast, I interview Maria Johnston. Maria is an experienced SaaS entrepreneur who brings a fresh perspective to digital technology. She presents Ruby Play Network. Ruby Play Network enables games to venture into the Web3 era by providing players with a way to gain tangible value inside the games they play. And good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today to the Crypto After Dark podcast. Today, I have Maria Johnston with me. She is with the Ruby Play Network, and she is a software as a service entrepreneur who has perspectives to the digital technology inside of crypto that we're all experiencing. Hi, Maria. How are you today? Hi, Rick. I'm good. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to ask you a whole bunch of questions about what what is what's going on with things. Especially, I think we're gonna we're gonna have a quite a few questions about Web three, and I have this feeling that you're the exact right person to be asking these questions to. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, let's let's just real quickly go over what is Ruby Play Network. Well, Ruby Play Network is a, um, it's, it's quite an, a, a somewhat large business at the moment for a startup. Um, the reason I say that is because we actually have two divisions in, in the organization at the moment where um, we have, on one side, we have a um, online social casino SaaS product, essentially, um, where bingo halls and casinos in the U.S., um, are able to provide online uh, social casino games to their players. Um, and that, that product is currently scaling um, in the business. We see about 20 million uh, US dollars a month playthrough on that, on that system, um, and that continues to grow. And then on the other side, we have sort of almost like an early stage startup um, where we're playing in the crypto space. And uh, we've we've launched earlier this year uh, our Ruby token, and now what we are doing is um, we've actually just had an alpha release, a very very early release of the product uh, that gives utility to that token. So we're sort of in the very exciting um, and early stages of uh, building the platform that we're building there. Okay, so Ruby Network is as you said two visions. Um, one's the casino vision, right? Yeah. So play, play to play casinos. Um, and then what's the other one? I'm not sure if I quite got that. Uh, so the other one is, uh, the, the, basically what we're doing in the crypto space. And so what we're building there is essentially, um, I'd like to call it a, um, interoperable, uh, game monetization protocol where the platform that we're building allows game developers to uh, plug in and instead of having to build all of the like blockchain infrastructure, um, community building, um, tokenomics side of things for uh, like PDE games and things like that, uh, we provide that for them uh, so they can easily provide uh, the Web3 monetization, uh, you know, features that Web3 provides. Okay, so then what what I seen as a user just browsing the sites, um, I found you have maybe maybe I'm missing one from this. You have Descent into Crimson Hollow. You have Charchingo, I think it's pronounced like that. Millions on Mars, and then Dredge, and then yeah. now uh, which was the one? And then one of them had a whole bunch of extra games inside of it. Was that Charchinga? That's Charchinga. So that's our online social casino um, style games. Um, and yeah, on the on the other games, we've got uh, you mentioned Dredge and um, 
Million on Mars. Now, Million on Mars is a blockchain game, so we are simply promoting that game. They're they're not exactly integrated into our network. Um, uh, Dredge, on the other hand, is not finished development, um, and it's soon to be released in um, March next year. Uh, and we do hope for them to be integrated onto our network. But today, it's, it's not there yet. I saw a guy playing Dredge live on its website. Yeah, so Dredge, I I guess it's finished development. They just haven't um, publicly launched yet. They're, they'll be launching and going live uh, next March. And is it? No, it's a fishing game? Yeah, yeah. So um, that's built by a studio that's actually a, our sister company, uh, Black Salt Studios. And um, it's, it's like a dark... Um, uh, fishing style type game, simulation game. A dark fishing game. Okay. okay. Yeah. Like when I so looked at it, secret. It, it has this really interesting appearance. Like it really caught my eye. Yeah. And then I was like, what is yeah. this? What is it? And then I'm reading, I'm like, it's a fishing game. Hmm. That's a really fascinating way to go, but I can see where it incorporates to crypto here in the future. Potentially, yes. Yeah. Okay, now Descent into the Crimson Hollow, is that kind of like your premier game right now? That's right. Yeah, this is this is really our first um showcase game um that is integrated uh into into our alpha uh release of the uh we, we at the moment we call it the Ruby Rewards um platform. Uh, I think it will have a bit of a branding um, and name change in the near future. But so that's that's what we we've called the product that we're building um, that provides utility to the Ruby token. And Descent into Crimson Hollow is our first um, showcase game. And it could be compared to Axie Infinity. Like I know I'm, it's not my favorite comparison, but it's side scroller yeah. battle game. Yeah, yeah, I guess it can be um, slightly compared to that. So um, we describe it as a, a roguelike RPG battle again. So yeah, like the horizontal um, sort of you're going through a dungeon. So each um, each round or battle, uh, you pick a dungeon and you fight fight the monster for that dungeon. Okay, yeah, and it's a progressive dungeon. So now, is that a play-to-earn game? Do people can play that game and earn crypto or no? It is intended. We haven't clicked on that switch just yet. Um, okay. we, we have just released the early access just, just to test the waters with it just a few weeks ago. Um, but we very much intend to flip that um, P2E aspect uh, in the coming month or two. So I found when I tried um, the Descent into Crypto Hollow, I could play it within within three minutes. I was playing it and looking at it. Um, I like that um, because in the crypto space, people are very busy. So if we can't get to the game to see what it looks like, or at least get a general feel quite quickly, we move on to the next thing. So yeah, absolutely. I, I did like that it was very quick to be able to get it. And that, that made me notice right away that it has like the, the, the artist is amazing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hands down yes. to the artist yes. in this. It's made something absolutely. look different, made it look yeah. very interesting. I'm, I'm quite fascinated with it. I can't wait to spend a little bit more time. Thank um, you. Round one, I won. Round two, I won. Round three, I was like, I'm going to try that big monster. No, it killed me. So, <laughs> Mistake, you know, yeah. 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 It's, like, it's almost like a normal, regular crypto event. You know, you've got to take things easy. Um, Absolutely, yeah. When I looked at Charchinga, which is a, a casino, it, just a casino, is that the best way to sum that up? Yeah, social casino games. Um, so they are free to play. Um, and you can buy um, coin packs, but by donating to the charity that is associated with Chichingo. Um, But otherwise, it's a free to play social casino style game. Well, Interesting. A set of games, basically. Yeah. Okay. 
and then millions on Mars. Now I got in there and then I realized this game requires a little bit more in depth, um, paying attention. It's not, um, just a click and mash game. Um, so I haven't got really deep into it, but I like the name of it. I like the feel of that name because of everything that's going on. So I intend to try it and, and you've notified me now that it is an actual blockchain game also. So what, what there, um, makes it stand out other than that, like that, I mean, blockchain games, people talk about them all the time, but they're not really relevant and and for me i describe blockchain gaming as games that people are going to have a hard time cheating on (laughs) of course yeah i mean like the way that i sort of see gaming now is i mean blockchain gaming is still in its early days um i mean a lot of the triple a style blockchain games are definitely just in development right now and we'll start to see them in the next like one or two years like they're still a little while away um but, you know, I describe as blockchain games, those are games that are built on the chain. Um, you know, they sort of operate in their own uh, ecosystem, essentially, um, and they, they tend to be associated with their own token, for example. Uh, where I see Ruby Play Network and, and our big differentiator is that um, we, we're providing that blockchain infrastructure and those Web3 mechanisms um, for traditional games. Um, so, for example, imagine uh, you're playing something like Candy Crush, right? And if it was part of our network, there could be a whole bunch of players continuing to play Candy Crush as they know it today. And there could be some of them who may want to um, monetize off of their gameplay, um, claim their value for their gameplay, for example, um, earn crypto P2E, for example. So that's kind of what it's kind of like a hybrid sort of situation basically where um it's not it's allowing games to not have to be completely on the chain like blockchain games i iax infinity millions things like that (laughs) where they're just using a name to not exactly explain to people the only difference is this is just not on a database it's yeah, the same game yeah. that you can get in any game platform. Um, but let's let's move on to on to Web three and what is Web three, and are and and are these are all Web three games? And I guess my next to to have this question um, um, finalized would be. Do you see Web3 gaming um, replacing App Store and Google Play Store in the future or being integrated more to, I'm going to call it Facebook right now because when we just call it meta, not many people really understand what it is. So is it going to adapt heavily into the Facebook game market there? Because these are all very big places and Web3 seems to be an entity all by itself just wondering what's going to happen there. Do you you know or have any ideas on this? Yeah, um, I have some thoughts. Um, Obviously, can't predict the future, but uh, I feel like I've got got some good thoughts. Um, How I see Web3 is people talk about um, Web3 being the future. Um, I don't don't necessarily agree with that statement. I I don't think Web3 is the future of the internet. It is here today. Um, I see Web3 as an alternative. Um, And I think if we look under the hood a little more and understand technically what makes Web3 different to Web2, obviously it comes down to the infrastructure, right? So Web2 is all about centralization. um, And Web3 is all about decentralization. Um, So, you know, for example, centralization, all the data being stored, say, in one particular um, place or set of servers owned by, you know, conglomerates of today, such as um, Facebook, Apple, um, Google, et cetera, right? Um, Decentralization is all about, um, uh, I kind of want to describe it as like freedom, um, freedom of that data and freedom to the users that that data really comes from, uh, which is everyday people like you you and I. 
um, where everything that we do on the internet today can be done in a Web3 environment um, or on Web3 infrastructure. For example, banking, entertainment, um, like, you know, watching Netflix, for example, watching YouTube, um, playing games, um, uh, buying buying things, um, uh, like that could be like buying property, buying clothes, et cetera. Like if all the things that we can do on the internet as we know it today, uh, traditionally, uh, it can be done or it will be able to be more possible to be done in a Web3 sense. And yeah, the way that I see it is that it's already here today. Um, it's still very early, of course, so there isn't that mass adoption. Um, but I think that will grow. And um, yeah, basically, that's kind of how I see Web3 versus Web2, essentially. Did I answer all your questions there, Rick? Yeah, um, I think I'm going to still seek some more clarity on is is Web3 also um, an additional layer that allows more interaction with um, monetary value? Is 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 that how we sub up, sum up Web3, where you can play a video game? And instead of its IGC, its in-game currency, being just a digit in a database, it mm. actually has value. Yeah. And I'm not saying so specifically in yours, just a general question. Yeah, absolutely. I think Web3 does unlock that um, ability um, to turn something that you couldn't claim had value uh, Web3 sort of has that power, and we're seeing it um, in particular in the gaming industry right now, um, uh, just because the entertainment space is um, sort of sort of just uh, right for for that. But I think also we're going to start seeing it in other applications, um, such as the whole like content creator side of things, where. Uh, for example, if we look at YouTube, uh, the content creators there, um, you know, they're sort of sort of fixed or limited to their earning potential. Same with music artists and things like that. Um, it's the same sort of thing. They're kind of limited with their earning potential. However, Web3 kind of gives them more power um, to earn more or to claim more of the value that is associated with what they've created. And then all we need now is people to get used to Web3 and see it as that, <laughs> that option, right? Like it, it makes yeah. exact sense. Like for any music artist, they throw their thing on YouTube, they get 18 million views. And YouTube gets thirty percent of that, or something. I'm not sure exactly yeah, what I the mean, numbers at, are. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, who's in control and who has the power and authority to change things uh, as they see fit, right? Um, and and that's the that's YouTube. Um, so the content creators um, will always be at the mercy of what what that organization decides to do with that platform. Um, and the, and the content on it. So I think that's like the other thing that speaks to the power of Web3 being that that freedom and, and choice and power then goes directly to the people that are, that really should have that value, I guess you could say. So in the same way that Web3 can benefit musicians when they start to release, once, the, once so, I mean, somebody will have to build a, a more, um, easy integrating platform and and also availability to users because there's a lot of things that kind of are slowing down the development of those things one ie is spotify 100%. right mm -hmm. like spotify mm -hmm. and people can just subscribe to spotify they have it and they got their list and yeah. everything so to migrate them over into web3 or have artists say hey listen the only way you're gonna listen is my new content's gonna be in web3 You'll only ever be able to hear my old content in Spotify. That that'll be the only way once we see that kind of transition. But I can see now where how this will benefit music artists. It benefits um, game companies, game development companies, and not only them. It also supports us 
the game players mm-hmm. differently. Yeah. Where we don't have to go through whatever Visa Vanilla card to go buy whatever tokens we need in a for a video game because you can buy almost all in-game currencies on the internet. Yeah, and like not many people yeah. talk about these. This I rarely even hear people talk uh, any uh, AMAs or hear IGC or in-game currency referred to. So I've I've been a big um, uh, supporter of of seeing in-game currencies in the future be very blockchain enabled, and mm. we haven't seen anything like this. And I'm told there's a a, a, a huge amount of problems also that go along with that, like legal and and stuff. But then I also heard you say something here. You said, um, how are we to innovate if we don't just do it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, so sorry. Um, Yeah, I think, you know, that's exactly what a RubyPay network is is doing. We're doing exactly that. just innovating and uh, giving it a go. So our company was founded by veterans in the gaming industry um, and uh, our sister companies, um, uh, Cerebral Fix, uh, which is one of New Zealand's um, big software development companies. Um, you know, they, they continue to build um, incredible games uh, for the industry. And uh, obviously Black Soldier now, you know, dredges their first, um, first game. So, you know, we've very much taken all of the knowledge um, and expertise from the gaming industry and applying it to this uh, new space. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about Ruby itself. That's where I was leading up to there in the in-game currencies. And now let's, let's see what is Ruby. Ruby is a BSE token, right? Yes, yes. And, um, you know, I've had discussions with some other developers and I've had some questions and we all discussed uh, sustainability and somebody said something about V2 and when whatever changed and contracts that are running right now. So I'm, I'm just going to throw this question out because this is a very, very bold question. Would you yeah. um, ever update your contract had it been locked and migrated to something better if you guys could find a sustainable contract that seemed that would work better in tokenomics not saying that yours doesn't work in tokenomics but we've all been seeing the same thing and and when you had bsc coin to play to earn it the sustainability as far as price goes isn't there because we have constant selling pressure and not enough issue or too much issuance. Like it's a, it's a very complicated issue when, when we start talking about in-game currencies. Now let's be specific though. Also, what is Ruby and how does it integrate to anything that we've just talked about? Does it, how does it reflect on the ascendant into the crimson hollow? How does it reflect, reflect on, Charchango, Millions on Mars, and Dredge. Does yeah, of course, of course. So are you talking about like the utility as it applies to those games? Yes, in, in any way. Yeah. Is it going to be used as a way yeah, to obtain NFTs? Is it might ever have a future as an in-game currency? Um, just anything at all there. Yes. Uh, to, to answer that question directly, Yes, it will be associated with um, like basically the in-game currency across multiple game ecosystems. Um, so, so right now we've, we're basically taking a hybrid approach um, where we have um, in-game currency um, that we call them synthetic, right? Um, it's not on the chain those games aren't on the chain or anything like that but those in-game synthetic um uh, currencies or points in our case um are directly connected with one ruby um and so as i mentioned earlier you know right now we haven't turned that switch on just yet we're, we're still in the early days of just finding our our feet um 
but the intention is to actually start moving the token by flip, flicking that on and utilizing the um, synthetics within the game ecosystems um, as currency. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really, really deep answer. It's um, so there there's a lot of things that are coming in the future um you know what let's go to ro i want to go to a roadmap question sorry to jump around yep. we'll come we're going to come yeah, back to ruby it. but um can you tell me about strawberry sweeps oh strawberry sweeps um yeah of course um so this was a um initiative um it was it was commenced before i joined the company um and my understanding of it was that it was aiming to be essentially a, a so online uh, on-chain, so blockchain online social casino. Um, however, when we first, um, you know, were releasing that and working over on it for a few months, um, we kind of hit um, uh, just a little difficulty with it probably more so because we had um, several clients that we were launching in our business and couldn't devote the attention to, to that initiative in particular. So we we actually haven't further progressed Strawberry Sweeps, but the intention was that it was going to be an online uh, blockchain-based social casino. Okay, okay. Um, I, just, I could give you a plethora of legal questions on that one but let, let's let's move to this next thing here um and what about project dungeon crawler does that look like is that working is development carrying on in it yeah okay okay um this is great feedback because maybe our communications on our website haven't been clear but the good news with project dungeon crawler is that it is descent into crimson hollow so prior to us having the name descent into crimson hollow that's how we were internally referring to um, uh, to the game that was in development. We called it Project Dungeon Crawler. And then just before its early access release, we we finalized the name Descent into Crimson Hollow. So um, maybe okay. I've got to update our website or something like that. No, no. It's, it's, well, yes, possibly, but it's perfect. It means that you are definitely on track when it comes to your roadmap because I'd like to yeah. – I know, I know I like to stir it up. It's like we're talking tokenomics. So let's jump to roadmap for a second and make sure that everything's yeah. going good in roadmap because yeah. you, know, you, ha you have a very uniform roadmap. And then there's something, we'll get to the NFT feature release, but let's go back to the the tokenomics on um, Ruby specifically. The, sure. the amount of tokens there are. Um, yes. Go back down to that. It was like uh, nine nine billion. And it's a finite supply, so that'll never grow. That's correct. Yes. So we, we won't be minting anymore. And is there any burn plans on any? Is there? Do you have any kind of? Um, we, yes, we do have. We do intend to burn um, tokens. I, I, I wouldn't say we have a clear, exact plan as to how. Uh, I think we've got some vague ideas. Um, but we haven't quite locked those, you know, exact strategies down, but we do intend to have um, a burn strategy. Do you know how many are in circulate, like um, circulating and being traded right now? Um, I can find that out with two clicks. Uh, one moment. We have a... Um, uh, an informational dashboard, if you will, that's accessible to anyone that can connect with a uh, Web3 wallet. Um, okay. So it's completely open. It shows our tokenomics. Um, I can give you the URL if, you, if you'd like that. Sure. Yes, please. Uh, so rubyplaynetwork.xportal.app slash info. Okay. And I see that it also um, listed at a penny, and it's trading at 0004 right now, approximately. Now, where what I'm trying to understand is where does the down pressure come against this token? Is it being rewarded 
in in one of these uh, Web3 games, or is it because of the staking feature? Yeah, okay, great question. Um, basically, you know, the reality of our situation right now is we are early days, um, so we aren't really working on sort of the up pressure and down pressure and things like that. But where it might come from is, because um, right now it's not, 100% integrated with the games just yet. Um, that is coming in the next couple of months. Uh, right now, it'll be from the staking. Okay. Okay, so then are you looking at that? I know these these questions aren't always going to be easy. Um, is the staking then causing a negative impact? Or are you looking at this as such um, and and if you ever found it to be as such as being CEO, would you seek some way to change or to uh, mitigate that? Or or would it even be an issue to you? Yeah, I'm fantastic question. Um, when I sort of get asked about the value of the Ruby and, and things like that, um, right, right now I have to just remind people that we are early days. We... It's essentially not in use right now. That is exactly what we are focusing on. I believe uh, the utilization of the asset, the Ruby itself, is what will um, give give Ruby its value. Um, and so today, right now, um, you know, the the sort of movement is due to um, our investors out there that uh, you know have the Ruby token and are able to. <laughs> I want to say it. Can I say it? Paper hands. Yeah. <laughs> what can the paper? Paper hands. It means um, weak investors who who were investing too heavily in startup and they're they're the downward pressure right now. Which because it yeah. hasn't because there is as far as I can see now there is no downward pressure coming from the games because once the games start and integrate, that'll actually create upwards or more momentum right. again because people will need to acquire it to do things. So that's what I'm trying to determine. Right. And, and, and we're not discussing price or futures because I know there's all kinds of legalities around these things when it comes to podcasting, mm. but more of the technicals behind what makes um, a project like this realize? And, and of course, you know, I'd love to know what, what the future roadmap is or when you are going to start um, using it inside of the Web3 games, but that's not on your roadmap. Yeah, I guess it is, but how we've worded it is, um, so like we've mentioned partnership. Okay, okay. Yeah, so um, maybe we need to be more prescriptive um, with sort of the integrations there, but basically that's how we will be um, introducing um, Ruby into game ecosystems is through those partnerships. Um, and as, as I've mentioned, uh, we've just done a early, um, an alpha release um, with the Ruby Awards platform. And that is integrating with our social gaming platform. So Chichingo is one of them, um, but we have others. And, and that's the platform that I mentioned earlier um, in the conversation. Um, mm -hmm. So that, that's the one we, we're going to start integrating with that, those platforms, those game ecosystems, and those users uh, in the coming couple months. Okay. So then, yeah, my, my final um, uh, comment on price valuation when I looked at it was realization or market maturing. And as markets mature, these are the same things that I see when we have releases that aren't integrated yet. And that's because of my next question. You mm -hmm. mentioned earlier about the United States and casinos and gambling are you having any troubles doing that with web3 or like is it slow going are these things happening is that the only thing that's holding back adoption of web3 and um people being able to gamble through their smartphones yeah 
Yeah, great question. Um, we have a particular user base in this space. Um, a lot of our users are based in Alabama, so they're not your typical um, uh, users or early adopters for new and innovative technologies, right? They're, they're, they're not they're not similar to your crypto enthusiasts, for example, like yourself and I. Um, and we see this as an incredible opportunity for us to bring or to contribute to mass adoption or the future um, adoption of um, Web3 uh, and crypto. And so those are the users that we're currently working with. We do know that there's a struggle there just in terms of um, the UX of Web3, right? Getting a wallet, going to the exchanges, um, you know, purchase on ramp, off ramp, you know, that type of thing, swapping tokens, going to decentralized exchanges, et cetera. And then bringing it back to the ecosystem that um, uh, you intend to utilize it for. So, yeah, that, those are the challenges that we are experiencing firsthand and they're the challenges that we're tackling and trying to solve. But um, if we are able to solve it um, and we are actively right in there right now, um, it, it'll mean that we can certainly make a big difference to driving user adoption in this space. Okay, that's that's like... It's great for the outlook to have um, that understanding that everything that we're talking about, even though it were so early, is going to have a huge future and a very busy one. Yes. And just nobody yes. really knows when the next mass lunge is in crypto. It, it could happen. And I'll make a good prediction. Maybe, maybe Facebook is going to go under. <laughs> Maybe if that happens. Yeah. Tell you that'd be like billions of displaced users who need to play mm -hmm. games. Yeah. And that would make this whole entire thing just it would be incredible. Um so now do you I see Ruby's listed on a few exchanges also, which is quite nice. Yeah. Um is is there plans for any future listings? Are you guys working on that as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I guess we're not actively uh, looking to list on um, other exchanges at the moment, just simply because we're extremely focused on building products and building our team. Uh, however, that doesn't mean that we do not strongly intend. Uh, we've always had strong intentions to list on Gate.io as our next um, sort of leap into sort of a tier uh, two exchange. Um, and then Binance, of course, tier one. Uh, what I what I like to sort of explain in regards to our approach to, to doing that, because, you know, listing at these exchanges isn't as easy as uh, calling up a friend and, uh, or, you know, making a contact, reaching out and, and uh, filling out an application. Um, these types of exchanges, uh, you know, want, want to um, pick solid projects and things like that. So, uh, that is why we are taking the approach of really focusing on building our community, our users, um, our product, because that will ultimately help drive drive those numbers. Um, so that's all I can really speak to at this stage is that we have very strong intentions of of getting there. Okay, um, team, uh, you mentioned team a couple times. Um, could you tell us all how big the team is in numbers and just a little quick yeah, rundown of, of what everybody's doing and up to? Yeah, of course. So um, Ruby Play Network, we're about 36 FTEs right now. Uh, a majority of those resources are uh, allocated to the development and scale of um, the uh, online social casino game platform. Uh, but essentially that is part of our growth over on the Ruby side of things where we will be plugging in that scaling uh, platform and associated partners onto, onto Ruby. Um, so we're very much one big family. And then predominantly focused on um, building the Ruby Rewards platform, we have a very uh, high functioning performing team with um, it's only really about four people on that project. Okay. Um, NFTs in the future and what role will they play 
in your project? Are they going to be collectibles, utility, or in-game NFTs? Yeah, fantastic question. I want to answer that by saying all three. Um, we, we're about to tackle something very um, exciting in, in, my, um, in, in my opinion, which is uh, multi-utility NFTs. Uh, which is which is a uh, you know something new that I know a lot of people are, are tackling but haven't quite achieved yet, and so I well, I hope that we will be in the race to doing exactly that. But I think multi-utility NFTs um, have a great use case within the ecosystem that we're trying to build at Ruby. So, for example, um, a player will have um, an NFT, then they can see that as a collectible NFT. Um, However, it comes with utility within various games. Um, so, for example, you know, um, it could, that particular NFT could allow you to have an extra daily spin on a wheel in Tachingo, for example. Or you could take it over to Descent into Crimson Hollow and it, it allows your uh, player character to have that, an extra hit rate or something like that. Um, basically, that's that's kind of, what we see is an innovative approach to our NFTs and our ecosystem that's going to be quite different to NFTs today. The limitless possibilities are there. You just gave me this incredible vision that I want to share. And that is if I'm sitting gambling in one of the Charchingo ones and then I am a big, huge winner and I get this cool super avatar that glows and it's all gold that I can jump around with that avatar into your, the other games and people will be like, they won big. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, do you see the possibilities like and, and how it's exactly. gonna, it's gonna, um, it'll, it'll stop people from being able to win by the credit card in some cases. So it, certain awards you'll only be able to get if you go into a um, decentralized system that's a trusted casino system. That's yeah. a very complicated statement, but I wanted to get that out. Um, what do you see as future goals for the um, Ruby Play Network? Are you looking at signing more games or are you going to be trying to develop your own games? Uh, yeah, fantastic question. Um, I would say yes to both. Um, so we will continue to uh, do first-party game development. Um, I think especially until there's demand in the market out there, we've got to sort of be the ones to show the application and use cases and what can be done in this space. Um, so we'll be doing, we'll continue to be building our own games, but also we do intend to partner with um, game developers and game studios out there who simply want to build uh, awesome games, um, but not necessarily, uh, you know, invest into the whole infrastructure side of things regarding blockchain and Web3. Um, and also, you know, there are game developers out there who, you know, crypto is quite a polarizing topic. And so um, they're not terribly uh, motivated to build their game around, say, the, for example, the monetization aspects. Um, Did I lose you there? We went, we might have lost Maria. Just one moment. Are you there, Maria? So a strange mid sentence. Hi, Rick. I'm sorry. I yeah. think I've my sorry, my. Uh, headphones just dropped off. Okay. No. Yep. You're back. Did you get everything there, or did I cut off? I'm so sorry. You cut off like ten seconds ago. <laughs> Do we want to take that question again? Um, I like I can get you to reiterate on it. It's it's about the future goals. Like, um, I I think like you're giving me this really developed um idea that 
that your idea and, and the team's ideas really developed for future like um it's way ahead of its time almost where you're suggesting that the smaller game companies when they go to do this they're going to be like whoa what do we do and there you're going to be providing a service base where they can come to you to join your network and that's why i asked that question at the start of the podcast do you have any idea that or, or maybe now, now you might have a comment about it, that Web3 could take over stuff like app, the App Store and Google Play. Oh, right? absolutely. Yes. Um, there will certainly be those, um, I like to call it real estate, um, you know, those, those sort of sites, uh, Web3 versions of them. Um, but at, I think for quite some time, there will always be a place for the platforms that we know today, um, Apple iStore, iTunes, Steam, for example, et cetera. And there, I think over the next, uh, you know, 12 to 24 months, we will certainly see the Web3 versions of them. Um, and I think Ruby Play Network, we're sort of playing in the space of um, leveraging both worlds, if that makes sense. I'm going to throw, a, sometimes I get to throw out a fantastic idea, which I, I'm going to go into one here again. Now, if we saw a semi-collapse of the paper monetary system that we have, that would also accelerate the entire Web3. People would need to be able to interact, have money, be with, use money. That would, that would cause a huge disruption to things like the Google Play Store, to the App oh, Store, yes. which they kind of look like they're getting ready for crypto anyways, but... It's it is fun playing around with the idea that we could see a, a mutual integration. I think in the end that's what it'll be is a mutual mutual Absolutely. integration. Yes, they'll just have to do it because of decentralized development. Yes. Okay, my next question's a great one. How how have you? How do you feel about surviving the bear market? Yeah, great question. Um, so the bear market hasn't really impacted our business, um, thank goodness. Um, we are actually planning to go, um, not necessarily on a hiring spree, but uh, we are looking to grow. Um, and so we will, you know, we're certainly not losing stuff. Uh, we want, we are going to be hiring. Um, in terms of um, our business and, and our growth and things like that, we've been able to, um, continue to grow um, and and increase our revenue and things like that um, people still want to play games um, so so that's that's a great industry that that we're a part of so you know in terms of surviving the bear market we will certainly survive we're surviving right now um, and we are basically preparing for the bull market and back to the tokenomics question um, is there taxes on Ruby tokens uh, not that I'm aware of, no. So it's a zero, zero? I didn't, I should have looked that up a little bit better. Yeah, I'm not, I w- wouldn't quote me on it. Um, I'm not exactly sure how to answer that question. Um, what I do know is like here in New Zealand, um, if you do possess uh, the Ruby token and, um, you know, personally you go, you go to sell it or, um, swap it, that, that is a taxable event. Um, so I'm not sure what it would be in, um, particular countries, but, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's right based off the smart contract. Actually, I can look it up in the meantime. Um, and then socials, I see you are well spread out on your socials. You are on Facebook, you're on Discord, you have a Telegram, and what was the other one? And Twitter. Yes. Yeah. So if anybody wants to get a hold of yourself or the team, what, where would they go to do that? Uh, and at all of those platforms, you'll be able to reach me and the team. Um, we are looking to drive um, our Discord channel in particular. 
So I would suggest going there first, but um, you can go to any of those socials and you'll most definitely be able to reach me and the team. So Dis Discord's the preference? Um, yes. Any, any reason to why? Uh, yeah, so basically because we're uh, focusing in the gaming industry and a lot of gamers, uh, you know, tend to be on Discord, that's, um, that's what we're trying to focus on developing at the moment. Uh, but prior to launching our token, we focused more on um, Twitter and Telegram. Uh, so that's why our Telegram and Twitter spaces are um, uh, quite a popular uh, community space. And are any of your games getting uh, Twitchers or Twitch exposure from people on Twitch? Or have you campaigned um, any of your games to any of the uh, Twitch players yet? Because they, they, Twitch and crypto is really starting to be a kind of a thing, like more yeah, so than kind YouTube. Of yeah. Can, right? yeah, no, unfortunately, um, not right now. Uh, but it is certainly something that we want to we want to get into. And can you tell everybody what your Twitter is? Yeah, yeah my, my Twitter is RPN underscore Maria. Okay, and then twitter.com slash Ruby Play Network is where you can have a look at what we've been talking about today. Um, but I've also wanted to remind everybody, Maria is an experienced SAAS software as a service engineer um and she's been doing this for about a decade now what did you do before crypto oh this is a great great question i've got a great story um so long story short uh what that speaks to is um gosh maybe it was 10 years ago now um i <sighs> basically launched my own tech startup, a SaaS company in the early days of, of SaaS as we know it today. Um, and essentially, uh, me and a team designed and developed New Zealand's first cellular and GPS medical alarm. Um, and so I ran that for a few years. And unfortunately, I had to leave it due to personal reasons. Um, my, my mother passed away of um, cancer. So unfortunately, I wasn't in a mental and emotional place to to drive the growth of the company so i had to sort of leave that chapter behind me um but you know along that journey of throwing yourself in the deep end into entrepreneurship and everything like that um i learned a lot traveled the world for a year after that just to recover and find happiness um in life again and then I worked in government for a couple of years um, as a business innovation advisor um, in the sort of innovation and software technology space. And so what was your first experience with the crypto? Like Litecoin, Bitcoin, Dogecoin? First one you heard about, what first one that you put in a wallet? first wallet oh, that you might have used yeah. great question well my first hands-on experience myself would have been a year or two ago with argent uh and ether argent hmm that's an interesting one i haven't heard no ripple no no i have no. to admit i don't um i don't do too much of the investing in crypto and things like that. I actually do that through my husband, if I'm being honest. But um, yeah, I certainly work in the space. So what's his favorite crypto? Oh, gosh, there'll be a few out there. <laughs> I mean, he's, done the, he's done the Doge. He's done, uh, you know, Bitcoin and Litecoin and all that. So I'd probably say just more of the, more of the popular, well-known ones, I imagine. The main layer ones, yeah, yeah. It's always good to, to be careful running around in the realms of crypto when you don't understand everything. Yes. It can be disheartening. Um, I, think I've, I think I've really covered everything. Um, is there anything that you would like to tell my listeners about that might be in the future? I know I did ask again about um, games or if you are looking into a future development of a game again, or if you're just still um, 
if this is all going to be more of other corporations coming into the gameplay network and then uh, operations above that. So, like, do you, I guess it was more direct question, do you plan on producing a game in the future? Yes. I, I, I don't know exactly what that is. Um, we haven't formulated the next game yet, um, but it'll, it'll definitely be something that we do. And I also think I see a future, um, probably next year, where we start incubating uh, game game developers and studios uh, within what we do. So um, there's certainly more to come. I know Descent into Crimson Hollow is only going to get better. The current version that's out there right now is simply the early access release. The team did amazingly well to, to make that happen, um, just so that there's something to play out there. And of course, you know, we will start to turn on the crypto switch, um, integrating Ruby into a lot of these plat- platforms and um, games that we are partnered with at the moment. I asked about, kind of caught myself off guard here a little bit. I think that the I'm, I'm i am super curious about the nft future i know they're a little ways away and you said collectibles utilities and in-game um and and i do see now that we're able to play the descent in crimson hollow which is is like you said it is quite exciting i imagine seeing it and and getting a response so you now are going to get feedback from the players on that um is there anything in the future as far as like and and these are hard in crypto and these are hard questions actually also um for a marketing campaign or something that might be able to help you have a larger um surface again because this this just the crypto advertising itself is an ex- incredibly competitive um, ecosystem right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, sorry, what, what what's the question exactly? Sorry. Probably didn't hear a question. I see my button was blinking. How are you going about uh, marketing um, campaigns in the future when the marketing is highly competitive in the crypto space? Yeah, gosh, that's such a good question. Uh, to be honest, I, I don't think we've got a plan of attack regarding what our marketing campaigns look like in the future. Um, that that is certainly an area of our of our team that we need to fill the gap with yes and it's and it is complicated and difficult and hard and it doesn't make any sense anymore i i i've almost predicted this as crypto was growing it would get so big nobody would know what to do that's where i hope that we're gonna have like a web3 gaming hub in the future where we can go to one place and see a lot of different games and not have to go searching so much Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, that's really what we're going to need to help people integrate into it. Um, Is there anything else that I might have forgot that you might want to say just before we go off here? No, I think I think, yeah, this has been a really uh, fantastic session um, and incredible questions. So, uh, yeah, again, thank you so much for having me on your podcast, Rick. Thank you. Thank you, Maria. You've been a wonderful guest, and I hope for the future Ruby Play Network, and I'm hopefully many more additions to your games, and I'll keep trying them out. And I, like everybody else, check it out. Just type it in Ruby Play Network, and some of the games are at least you can preview them right now. And um, that's all we have for you today. You all have a good day. Please remember to press like. However, there is no subscription button. And I've been telling you to subscribe. Please like and follow and share.
think those options are in there. This has been a Crypto After Dark production.